Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up this Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishment, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody asked for I'm your host Sammy C and I am joined today by two gentlemen who are integral to this podcast um, Kind of some of the founding fathers of A Talking Cast <laughs> Wow I'm joined today by our very first guest, uh, Kevin Brady Hello Hi Sammy, how are you? I am great, how are you? I'm super, I'm ready to do this for a fourth time We are delighted to have you back and also joining us is uh, the man whose offhand comment uh, during his own podcast uh, gave us the idea for this one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Stuart Wellington. Hey, guys. <laughs> nice thing. There's a clapping. Welcome. We are so excited to have you here. I'm going to jump right in here and correct you real quick. Yes. The, off- the offhand comment I made was in the comment section of a Facebook thread. It was. <laughs> It wasn't even on the podcast proper. (laughs) This is episode 22, uh, minute 21. For those of you following along at home, that means we started at 2101 and ended at 22. And we are still over at, on uh, the poorer side of town in our movie, in the middle of the forest. This scene starts with Tina and Susan sitting on the couch and Trent is standing behind the couch with some tools in his hand. Susan asks Trent if he she he wants her to talk to him about getting an internship with The Sims, getting an internship at the toy company. So now does she want him to get an internship at Electronic Arts, the people that make The Sims? <laughs> <laughs> When she says the Sims, does she, are they an actual actual family? Is she going to ask them in Simlish? Yeah, this is this is way way beyond my pay grade, guys. <laughs> she's 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 just a really big video game fan that's stuck in like 1997. She's sure. all about the Sims, and she wants her boy to have some input on the making of the next game. So are they are they trying to get him like a factory job, or is he going to be like a designer, like Tom Hanks and Big, like one of those fake jobs that don't exist? That's a good question. I'm pretty sure she doesn't uh, bring around cheese puffs through a uh, toy factory, though that might be a movie that would be fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> That's a deleted scene but... from the movie Toys. <laughs> <laughs> But it's an internship, and and Trent acts like they're asking him to apply for the job of CEO. Like, uh, I don't have enough imagination to 
I don't know, get coffee for people to to make photocopies? <laughs> what the fuck do you think you do as an intern, bro? Yeah, he's clearly not cut out for this job already. <laughs> he's lost before it even began. His response is like, toy companies are for people with imagination. Dude, go to a toy store, man. They are not imaginative. <laughs> and you do make a good point, Kevin, because as somebody who has been an intern myself, they actually had me spend a day going back and forth with boxes of files to a storage unit in the middle of July in a suit. That's the kind kind of thing that I think Trent would be really talented at. Well, he's great at carrying power tools. So clearly he can carry a he can carry a power drill. If he can do that, he can carry a box. <laughs> Maybe he can fix something at the toy factory as an intern. And he's he's got the humility of an intern down pat already. So that's fine. <laughs> He's not going to be taking initiative on things. He's not the kind of guy that's going to get called up to the top floor office and told what an impact he's had as an intern and then be offered a job immediately out of... He's in high school, isn't he? How old are these people? Why does he have an internship? He's in high school. So then we get another uh, classic Tina line that's just basically like, you don't have any imagination, and then she proceeds to call him a goofus. Roasted. Rush Trent to the burn unit. (laughs) Tina is quickly going down as cinema's greatest bitch. She hates everyone and everything. To which Susan actually gets into in the middle of this childish sibling fight by going, you're the goofus. That's that's child abuse. I just love how Trent doesn't even have to dish the sibling nonsense back because his mom is going to do it for him. Well, see, and that's why I thought, um, I, I thought that Tina was calling her mom a goofus because mm-hmm. she didn't know how much the internship would potentially pay. And then her mother's response of, you're the goofus, was like, it's just short of, I know you are, but what am I? Exactly. Everybody's a goofus. (laughs) (laughs) We're all goofuses in Gallant's world. Then uh, Trent says something about going to go fix the loose fence. Yep. To which Susan says, "Uh, thanks, sweetheart. I always feel like I'm going to fall right through it. Which, I have a question. It's crazy. (laughs) I don't know if either of you have fences. I do. I have several fences. Do you lean against them very often? Never have. Never once. Not a thing that's ever occurred in my life. Fences in the front yard, fences in the backyard. I don't go near them. My lawnmower bumps up against them, and that's about the extent of it. And Yeah, how are you going to fall through it like is it a is it it sounds like it's a portal to another dimension or something (laughs) or it's like a grating over a over a cell in the backyard or something so susan always feels like she's gonna fall right through her fence which i think speaks to a larger level of anxiety that she's feeling in her life gravity doesn't even work normally with her Yes, wholly unrelated to the fence. I'm, I'm kind of picturing her now, though, like uh, like leaning up against the fence. Like Maybe that's just yep. how she spends her days, when she's not making cheese puffs. She's leaning against that or fence. Or watching Humphrey Bogart movies. <laughs> yeah. Gazing out into that, that bubbling brook that runs by the house. <laughs> yep, to which, and you know, I really feel like we're going to talk about Tina's line here in a second, but... I I feel like Tina, there's no right thing that Trent can do for Tina because he's he has no imagination. He doesn't know his future, and he's off to go do some manual labor, which you would think is what she would think is appropriate for her brother. Falls right into his strike zone. (laughs) And she goes, suck up. Like, how dare you help her on the house? She's a horrible person. Like, she is a (laughs) straight-up terrible hateful person. Maybe she's been loosening the boards and the fence trying to get <laughs> Susan to fall through them. Do you think it's a long con, like she's trying to kill her mother? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's she's gaslighting her mother to get her inheritance. <laughs> an inheritance of cheese puffs! Yeah, man, don't knock an inheritance of cheese puffs. I could totally go for an inheritance <laughs> of cheese puffs. <laughs> 
I, I feel like the current ad campaign of Chester Cheetah is trying to gaslight people for their cheese puffs. <laughs> <laughs> He's this like weird ne'er do well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Trent Trent brings in his just deep sigh. That's me. I just I feel I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> do you? I feel so sorry yeah. for Trent. He's such a nothing character, and he's just like he's so put upon for no reason. Yeah, Trent's whole function in this film is just to be but, put on by everyone in his life, except for Duffy. He's also like he's also kind of a hard body, right? And he's a little bit of eye candy for the gals. <laughs> he's he's the super dreamy super dreamy guy in this movie it's a way for you to convince your girlfriend to go see uh, a talking cat with you <laughs> see have you seen trent yeah exactly the promise of trent <laughs> you get to you get to you get to see him for a whole five minutes of this <laughs> just film. wait until he takes that shirt off in the pool mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the most masculine scene we can think of <laughs> i think we're getting ahead of ourselves though Let's bring it back. So Trent leaves. Uh, Susan kind of seems to suddenly realize that she needs to make cheese puffs. And is this the first mention of cheese puffs? You know, it's the first minute I've been on of cheese puffs. And I think, it, I think it's the MacGuffin. Like, this is where you introduce the MacGuffin of the movie, are the cheese puffs. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I feel like this is the introduction to the cheese puffs. So she says she has to start the cheese puffs, asks Tina if she wants to help, and the phone rings. Which really just saves Tina from saying a straight-up no. No is on the tip of her tongue, but ah, the phone rings. Hang on, I'll go answer this. You can assume my answer is no. <laughs> exactly. She she gets up and puts down her absolutely massive laptop. That's how you know she's a tech head. Susan makes some kind of comment like, ha ha, saved by the bell. Mm-hmm. That's a different podcast. Which is a mistake in this movie. This this Yeah, yes. this is the moment when the, the movie is reminding you of something that you enjoy way more than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that and you go, huh, I could be watching Saved by the Bell instead of this. What are Zach and Screech doing right now? Wonder how these kids would survive at base. Side. Poorly. <laughs> Tina, T- Tina would be lynched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, and then we get Duffy thinking loudly once again. Uh, he doesn't like those silly, mach- silly beeping machines, but they can be useful at times. Yeah, he's making a strong stand in the, uh, on the side of organics versus synthetics in this case. <laughs> in the, in yep. the coming future war with the machines. I guess my other problem is how old could Duffy be? Like, he's a, you know, a cat lives to like, what, 9, 10, and then it dies. So, I mean, he can't be that old, but he sounds like, you know, his his view on technology rivals that of my father, who is 70. <laughs> First off, I'm glad I'm wearing headphones or else my cats would have just heard you say that dude and they would be totally mad they would totally be sad to find out they're going to die soon. Well, my that's why my dog is barking now. He enjoyed that. He's, yeah, he's that's his way of applauding it. for us. Yes, absolutely. Actually, my my last cat lived to be like 21 Jesus. years old. So Oh wow. Yeah, so cats cats can be can get pretty old, but I, I think, you know, I, I do wonder about the origin story of Duffy, and I've talked about this a bit on the podcast, but he has, I mean, when we do see the magic collar, it's like this weird thing of sticks, which suggests that maybe it's like an ancient collar. Do you think he's like, he's granted some sort of extra long life along with his talking abilities? Yeah, he's like the beloved of Bast, the the Egyptian cat deity. <laughs> Yes. Yes, Duffy is an, he's an elder god. Oh, wow. 
or he has some kind of collective consciousness of several cats. Uh, like he's had yeah. many lives, uh, you know. Uh, oh man, reincarnated into different bodies. Or he's like uh, he's like Brad Pitt and uh, what was that? Meet Joe Black, where he plays uh, what was that? Death or something? That's kind of what Duffy does. Yeah, has. yeah, something like that. <laughs> Sure, exactly. I'm just thinking if Duffy's got, like, the collective consciousness of all these other cats, like, I just want the scene where he refers to himself as We Are Duffy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, Legion or something. When one Duffy, he's, like, he's Ultron. When one Duffy falls, another mm-hmm. one will rise up. Which is an interesting reference since he hates machines. Yeah, see? Then, uh, there are a a lot of, ex- a lot of uh, establishing shots. I love this, exta- this establishing shot of just, like, a random creek that it takes your eye a couple minutes to adjust to figure out exactly what you're looking at and you're like wow there's a big drain pipe there <laughs> it's like the least yeah. attractive shot of of uh of what is that flora i can think of because it, it's almost focused on the drain pipe and the water is not really lit well and it's just it's it's very disorienting because there's like half a tree and then suddenly a weird stream with a drain and there's pipe. only leaves on like 30 percent of the branches too <laughs> Yeah, I was half expecting, like, a body wrapped in plastic to come floating down the stream. Yeah, or, like, at least some beer cans. Looking at this scene, you can practically smell the, like, gross, uh, like, swampy dead foliage. I kind of wanted Gary Oldman as as, uh, Jim Gordon to come rolling out of that drain pipe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure. I always want that, though. <laughs> and uh, then the minute ends with uh, Trent standing at the fence with the, the drill. Yeah, going to work. Presumably fixing things. And, you know, the fence doesn't look like it's completely falling apart. He's got one loose board there that he's fiddling with. I don't know what she's so worried about. You know, no, it, it looks like a pretty solid fence. Yeah, quite, quite a minute. Quite a... Quite a tumultuous minute we watched. Quite a minute. Oh, the whole movie hinges on this minute. In a way, the cheese puffs get introduced, man. Yeah, they just kind of they just kind of slip those in. You know, they, you'd have no idea of the importance that they'll hold. But all right, well, we are getting towards uh, time, and I think we've exhausted this minute. Um, before we sign off, does anybody have any stray thoughts about what we have experienced in this minute together? I, I want to I want to express a stray thought about the recording of this podcast. And I I think I've mentioned it before off the air is that for me this has been much like going to a podcast fantasy camp um, I'm a big baseball fan you always watch the advertisements when you're watching the game like hey come play ball with the old pros and and I'm too out of shape to do that but as a podcaster it's fun to sit down and podcast with an old pro so this has been a good time. Thank you very much, Stuart, and uh, thank you very much, Sammy, for having me on. Oh, yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah, thank you, Stuart. I, I didn't even know I would be hosting a podcast, then all of this happened, and I have to for it, Stuart. <laughs> no, no problem, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, pal. You're <laughs> welcome, and I'd like to not take the blame anymore for this. Um <laughs> But real, uh, I, I feel like a stray thought on this minute is if you were going to just show somebody just one minute of this movie, I mm. think you get a little bit of everything in this scene. Maybe not everything, but enough that somebody just watching this one minute will know whether or not this is the bad, bad movie for them or good, bad movie for them. I tend to agree. I think it it gets uh, it gets you get some Eric Roberts voice. Yeah, some Duff uh, stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess um, you get the weird, um, awkward fights between the twins 
And um, you get the cheese puffs. And some shots of beautiful California. True. True. If only we had gotten some Johnny Whitaker, it would have been complete. <laughs> yep. It's true. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And thank you, too, for guesting once again. Um, it was a great time. Can't get enough of Talking Cast? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atalkingcast. Follow us on Twitter at atalkingcast. And you can help out the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Bye! Minute by minute. That's so they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A Talking Cast is about to begin. That was episode 22 of A Talking Cast. A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your hosts were Sammy C. and Kevin Brady, with guest host Stuart Wellington. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. We all miss you, Linda Ahers.